Hey beautiful soul, welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. Welcome to the show. This is your host Dee and today we're going to chat about one of my favorite topics, fitness, but with a mindset first approach, a more holistic and realistic approach to wellness with the gorgeous Riley from the Drink More Water podcast and Riley Fitness. Riley has a killer YouTube channel, a highly successful online fitness program. Just ask her clients. She is always booked out. But what I love so much about her is she isn't your typical Instagram fitness guru asking you to count calories and become obsessed with training. Instead, she encourages women to jump off their hamster wheel with compulsive dieting and punishing themselves for missing one day at the gym or more and instead be more intuitive and relaxed with your approach to wellness in general for sustainable results. Can't wait for you to hear it. Let's tune in. Hello, Riley. It's so good to have you on the show. How are you going today? Yeah, really good. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on. I'm so excited to have you on too. So I mentioned in the intro, but me and Riley are currently working with the same business coach. So that's how we know each other, but we are both really passionate about mindset in what we do. So we will be getting into that a little bit in today's conversation as well. But I wanted to start with giving you the opportunity, Riley, in your own words, just to share a little bit about your story, what you do and what lives you transform. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, I am a personal trainer and an online coach and I am specific to women only. So that is my focus and they are the clientele that I train. I absolutely love training women. I love working with women. I think you can definitely vouch for that as well. We are the best and it's, it's so nice to transform other women's lives and work alongside them. But with my online coaching and personal training, I have been doing that for around four years now and been in my own business for two. I'm recently moving into more of the online space and working with women between the ages of around 18 to 30 online and just gaining confidence in their fitness journey. I'm really big on breaking down the bullshit within the industry and giving them um, real knowledge that they can maintain long-term within the industry as well and make sure that they are implementing really healthy habits long-term that they can get lasting results that they can maintain, uh, you know, beyond our time together. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that approach to business, uh, to fitness, sorry, the no BS approach. Let's talk a little bit more about that. It sounds like you've got some myth busting, maybe some tips around <laughs> how to have, how do you have a no BS approach to fitness? And what do you find 
is a bit, let's just say, on the BSC side that we see in the fitness, mm-hmm. particularly the wellness and online space at the moment? What are some myths that you're passionate about busting? Yeah, I think there's some really common ones within the industry that we've all believed from a young age, whether that's conditioning in your household, from your parents, um, the media, obviously social media is a huge one in our day and age, um, you know, <laughs> trying to figure out all the information that you see from all your favourite influences can be really difficult. I think some of the most common ones are, you know, no carbs, you shouldn't eat after a certain hour at night because that will make mm-hmm. you gain weight, <laughs> intermittent fasting will make you lose weight faster, um, excessive cardio and all those sorts of things that are drilled into us from a really young age. And that's what we believe fitness should be. And I think as well, when most clients come to start working with me, it is really that all or nothing mindset of, I have to be all in on this journey to get results and everything has to be perfect to an absolute T if I want to see those results long-term. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Health and fitness needs to be maintainable and it should be maintainable when you just set up healthy habits and routines in your day-to-day life that you can implement every single day. And at the end of the day, consistency is absolute key to being your healthiest self. And I think, you know, we spoke just offline before we jumped on this call and your mindset plays such a massive role in that as well. So making sure that you are focusing on every single aspect of your health without putting too much emphasis on getting it perfect from the beginning, because we are only human. We can't get it right from the start. And I think outsourcing and getting external help, if you are struggling to create routine and get on that health and fitness journey can be so important as well. And it shouldn't be up to you to, to decipher, you know, what's, what's right from what's wrong, because there is so much information out there. And if you are someone that isn't particularly educated in that area, how are you meant to know what's right? Mm. Yeah, I really love that. Something that I've recently um, been hearing from a lot of, um, I'd even say like women's maybe wellness coaches or hormonal healing coaches is that a lot of what we know and what we're taught in the fitness industry at the moment is actually like the science behind it is often based on a male's body and male hormones and that (laughs) we have a completely different hormonal system that is like our cycles are monthly or approximately monthly whilst our males are daily which means that we shouldn't necessarily be working out the same way every single day is there any truth to that in your opinion and what's your opinion on that yeah I I love this conversation that I think I could go on for hours about it and that's why when I started out as a personal trainer and an online coach I was so passionate about working solely with women because we are so different from men and what we require, you know, just in terms of our mindset day to day and week to week over the month is so different and you need to be aware of that. And I feel like knowing your cycle, knowing your hormones is so important and that's just a whole nother conversation in itself because I really could go on forever. But yeah, it's, it's so true when you say even nutrition and training, it all will change month to um, week to week rather throughout the month compared to men. And I know for me, when I'm in that week prior, um, before my period, rather, I am not as strong as I usually am. 
there's no way I can be hitting PBs, getting my one RM in that week, or even just training as I usually would in other weeks of the month. And my nutrition is always out. I'm craving carbs. I'm crazy. I'm craving fats. And that is completely normal. And so many women will beat themselves up because they're like, Oh, I ruined my routine this week. I'm, I'm craving all these fatty foods and these carby foods and my diet's out and I'm not training well. And I'm not motivated, but in all reality, that is completely normal. It's just a lack of understanding around your hormones and what's actually happening to your body at that time. Yeah, I think this is such an important subject and it's just not spoken about mm-hmm. enough because I have struggled for a long time personally with fitness, uh, with my approach to fitness in terms of working out every day, multiple times a day, even at times, eating minimal foods. I've, I've done like calorie counting in the past, no more. Thank goodness for that. But I, I had the whole fitness pal app thing going on and I used to just literally want to hit my head against a wall when I was like, why am I not getting results? Why do I not seem to be putting on muscle, losing weight in the areas that I want to? Why am I still bloating? And then that your mindset really plummets there and you start feeling so crappy about yourself. Then yes, you go into, you know, the other extreme of, you know what, this is never going to work for me. I'm just going to binge eat to eat my feelings away and numb that down. And what was the point in all of that restriction? And then your body and like your feminine energy is so deprived as well of pleasure. So you just want to gorge everything down and then you feel terrible. And it's just a cycle until that, that moment hits again, that you feel bad enough there. Like when that starts feeling crappy enough where you you're eating unhealthy then or eat overeating or emotional eating, then that becomes a really uncomfortable place. So you go back to, okay, let me try this again. But the, again, is what you knew before, what you know about fitness and how it's sold to us through marketing. And that is eat less calories, work out every day, um, be really disciplined with your workouts. And then it doesn't work again. So what would your, like, if you had say, I don't know, let's make, I love three. I love the thing of like around three trips, right? It's a nice number. (laughs) What are three tips uh, that women can start implementing um, that kind of goes against everything that we just spoke about now when it comes that that fitness approach, that all or nothing, that every single day has got to look the same, that super mm. disciplined approach. What would your three tips be around how to move away from that to a more female-friendly approach to fitness? Yeah, I've got a couple actually, <laughs> and I love this. And I think the first one, you know, I'm not saying this because I am a personal trainer or because I am an online coach but it is so important to invest in someone that can help you get there because as long as you're in that cycle, like you were talking about that back and forth, that constant cycle and it never ends and it can go on for years and years and years. And it's so detrimental to your health long-term. It's so detrimental to your mindset because at your core, you will still have those beliefs. And no matter what work you'll do, you'll always fall back to the, yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can't have carbs at night or I'm pretty sure I should be doing cardio. And for as long as you tell yourself those things, that's how long you're going to believe them. And that's all the work that you have to one day undo. So no matter how much you're willing to invest, just find someone that can help you get there because it takes the guesswork out of it completely. You will get there a hundred times faster. They're there to help you with whatever it is that you're dealing with as well. And you can just cut out all the in-between and skip to the results because 
that person will get you there in the most realistic way possible based on where you're at. So that would definitely be my first tip. And then following on from that, Social media is so detrimental for so many women in terms of their mindset around their bodies, um, what they should or shouldn't be doing, and whether or not their routine at the moment is the right routine or not. So I think going through who you follow, culling completely, and making sure that you're not following anyone on social media that promotes toxic things like shred teas, the lady shake, whatever it might be. If it was that easy, we'd all be doing it and realizing Mm, does that sound too good to be true? Because if it does, it probably is. So make sure that whoever you're following is actually benefiting you and giving you really good information and stuff that sounds to be true, at least from what you know. And that way you stop that cycle of comparison and you won't fall back into those bad habits because there's no one on the internet that you're waking up to every morning telling you that a slim tea is going to get you to that end result because most often it's not. And I think my third and final tip would be to be kind to yourself and with whatever routine you pick, just be consistent. So no matter where you're at, it's not about having the perfect routine. I don't have a perfect routine. I have been active my entire life and I don't think I've ever had a perfect day or week in my life (laughs) ever. And I probably never will. And I'm so okay with that because that makes it life and that makes it real. And it also just makes it maintainable. I've always been able to maintain my routine because I don't overcommit myself to things I know I won't be able to do. You know, you spoke of training multiple times a day and tracking calories and whatnot, and that might be good for two weeks, but you'll never maintain that long-term. So whether or not for you, it's only manageable to walk twice a week, add some more veggies to your meal and drink a liter of water a day. It's a start and commit to that until it becomes easy and then go from there. Consistency overrides perfection any day of the week and those who do see results are the ones that are consistent with their routine whatever that may be yeah oh my gosh there are so many things I want to speak into there first sorry (laughs) no no I love it I love it so much the first thing you were talking about was the importance of hiring um, a fitness coach um, PT etc somebody that can help Mm. like the right person to help you and I couldn't agree more because I believe they're getting in closer proximity of someone that you model for excellence is going, you're going to, if they are, if they are essentially helping you change and shift that mindset on those beliefs that are actually limiting you and hurting you, you're going to be more likely to take those beliefs on coming from them. Like whenever I look to expand myself, I get amongst people I look up to that have and hold the beliefs that I want for myself. Sometimes you trying to, you know, like you said, oh, but I thought that, you know, you can't eat carbs at night when you're doing that alone, it's going to be hard for you to shift that belief. So you're able to borrow the belief of someone that you model for excellence in whatever area that you're wanting to up-level your life. So I really do believe that for that reason as well. And then you talked about how, you know, with social media, you have to be really be careful. You have to be really careful. (laughs) This is what happens when you record in the afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that when we see that highlight reel and we see those pictures and that shake um, and that body that we think that we want, we don't often ask ourselves, but at what cost? And what I do love and the accounts that I choose to follow 
I do ensure that I am following women that are real about that. And there are so many amazing women that have been so brave about their influencer and fitness journey as well. And they're, they're not afraid to show that picture of themselves maybe three, four years ago and say, yeah, you thought you wanted to be me, but what you didn't know is I had an eating disorder. I had, um, you know, mm-hmm. I was depressed or I was highly anxious or that I stopped getting my period or that, you know, my marriage fell apart. And so if you do see that now, know that you might not be seeing the full picture. I think that is so important mm-hmm. to highlight as well. And I love that you talked into this. And then kind of I think it will be great to dive into this a little bit more at consistency and we just started talking about habits and creating habits and it's what you do over the long term that's going to get you the results. But how do we shift that mindset that we've got right now? Um, and I think this is such a, like I'm a millennial, I think a lot of millennials are so entitled and so used to a quick win. Um we're used to getting things today, like within seconds of wanting it. How do we then reprogram ourselves when it comes to fitness to stay in the game long-term? Like if we're not seeing Mm -hmm. those crazy results that we might see with a pill or a shake in two weeks, do pills even still exist? I feel like we say pills, but I don't even know. (laughs) I hope not. I hope not. (laughs) I feel like it's more like uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any of those, um, any diet pills for a long time, but we still say it. I feel like that's also like just program the pills and the shakes. So if we want to, if, if we are so used to wanting those results in five days by that wedding, by that birthday party, and we're not getting them, how do we shift our mindset away from that? What are your tips around that? Yeah. Wow. This is such a massive conversation. I feel like there are so many different moving parts to being consistent and 100% it's difficult. I'm not out here trying to say it's an easy thing to do because it's definitely not. But uh, so often we try and change our current habits. So let's just say I have a habit every single night of staying up for two hours and watching Netflix till 10 PM and then sleeping in the next day because I'm too tired to get up. That's a habit. And I can start saying to myself, all right, I'm just going to go to bed earlier. Like that's, that's easy. I'm just going to stop watching Netflix and change that habit, but it's habit. It's ingrained in us saying you're going to stop more often than not. (laughs) You won't stop. (laughs) You'll keep watching Netflix for two hours every night. So so um, switching that mindset to say, all right, I'm going to get up at 6am to walk in the mornings because that will make me feel good. Inadvertently, you'll start going to bed earlier because you need to be up at 6am. So almost focusing on new habits, old ones will fall off because those new new habits take over your routine. And that's a massive one because old habits die hard. It's, It's a saying, but it's very true. And it's always detrimental to try and fix all the current habits in your life. And that's when you fail and you feel like, oh, what's the point? Give up. This is all too hard. Health and fitness is difficult. And you go back to your old ways. So starting slow, implementing little habits here and there. And instead of having the mindset of, I need a coffee every single morning to have energy. It's like, I have to have a coffee. There's, you know, you hear that so often people are just like, no, without a coffee, I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm whatever. But if you change it out for, oh, I need to work out every morning for energy. That changes the whole trajectory of your entire day. You've moved, you've been healthy, you've got energy, you feel good in terms of your femme energy. You're feeling really good about your body. You're feeling firm. You're feeling tight. You, you're sore. It's a really nice feeling to have. And so often, especially in, in terms of consistency, this always plays a role. 
as girls, and I see this in most of my clients, we eat for aesthetics and we train for aesthetics. Why do you walk every day? Oh, because somebody said it loses fat. Why do you, you know, eat that tofu bowl at lunch? Oh, because it's healthy. It's low in calories. Why do you train every single day? Oh, because I'm going to grow a bum and I'm going to look good. And that kind of mindset always falls short. If all you're ever focused on is aesthetics, it's all you notice in other people. If I'm insecure about my legs, I'm going to look at everyone's legs that walk past and go, she's got big legs, she's got short legs, her legs are fat, her legs are long. And that's all I focus on. But if I switch my mindset completely and start thinking, okay, I'm going to eat for health because one, it makes me feel amazing. Two, I show up better in my entire day. Three, it's better for my body. And four, I'm a healthier and nicer person for eating good food instead of going through Maccas because that's just an easy option in the moment. And I'm going to feel good about myself for picking that healthier option as well as that. Not the mindset of, I'm going to have this salad because I'm going to be skinny. Like, oh, it's just so negative. And I think the same applies to exercise that if I'm going to the gym every single day just because I want to look a certain way, to me, that just feels so draining and so negative. But if I switch my mindset to, okay, I'm going to train today because I feel a hundred times better. I'm a better partner. I'm a better sister. I'm a better friend when I move my body and I feel good about myself in that way. And when I'm strong and healthy, I show up better in my entire life. And that's the focus, not just the aesthetics. And the more you focus on performance and the health side of why you're doing these things, the looks will come with it. That's the physical results will come, but you're not putting every single day and all of your emphasis on that because it's the most draining thing you can do. And when clients get results, it's when that shift happens and they're more focused on the lifestyle and the routine of, of why they're doing the things they're doing. Not so focused on, I want to look this way. I want to be a size eight, whatever it might be. And really, really soon they start to realize, wow, it's really not about that. Is it? And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not. And the results come. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I, uh, it's, it is so exhausting. I saw something, um, on social media the other day. It was a real, it was so good. And it was this, um, I honestly, I can't remember who it was, but I just read the words and it was, she asked something along the lines of, um, do you think about what you're going to eat, how much of it you're going to eat when you're going to eat it every hour of the day or every minute of the day. And, I, it just, you know, like it hit me. I was like, well, I'm not there anymore, but I have been there like big time where it was like everything was about food and it came from this place of deep like deprivation and punishment and that's where that, yeah, it's such a negative place to be. So I applaud you so much for changing that narrative and changing that conditioning and I think that, what I'm hearing is it's almost like it's not just the food swaps, you know, those really cool food swaps that we see. It's actually a mindset swap. It's like you take how you approach food and you need to practice, and it does take practice, thinking in a completely different way about it. Changing your perspective is going to change your reality mm -hmm. around. It's going to change your emotion. And I think what a lot of um, people in general, not just women, struggle with is how long it does actually take for us to change our way of thinking long-term. It takes so much freaking practice. And when you change, because the conditioning is so strong, those ne neurological pathways, those thought patterns are so deeply like programmed that 
they're like little hardwired circuits in order to unwire them we need to spark another circuit over and over and over and over again until it becomes hardwired so thinking that way one day thinking that way once isn't enough but it is so worth it because over time and this is where you might think oh working on your mindset it's so draining as well it it is hard work but it pays off because over time you will start thinking this way on autopilot you will start going I want to work out because I want to be a better mum. I want to be a better friend. I want to feel good in my day. I want to have more energy. I want to feel that sense of accomplishment. Like one big for me was I sucked at endurance for a really long time. And I realized the negative stories I had around that, like whether it was an extremely long plank hold, I was like, oh, like I suck at those or anything, anything long, like anything endurance where I had to push past like my limits. I'd always be like, why do I always stop at my limit with fitness? And then I realized it was because, yeah, it was, it was a mindset around it. And it was that I was so afraid of feeling that pain. And then I changed it to that pain means growth, right? So like when my muscles are really big, and even like just when we're doing like a burn class in Pilates or something. Hey girlfriend, do you have a thousand little notebooks that you have collected from Kmart or that cute little stationery shop online, but you can never quite seem to put pen to paper for a journaling practice, even though you know that all of the most highly successful and effective people recommend journaling. But when you sit down, does your mind just go blank? It's okay, sister. Your girl has got your back. I know all the feels and have been there. So what I did was created a super effective 30 days of journal prompts so you can quite literally journal your way to a more successful version of yourself starting today. It covers everything from visualization to breaking bad habits, setting intentions and releasing limiting beliefs. No more chewing on the end of that pen, writing boring affirmations that feel like you are lying to yourself as you write them down. You know the ones I'm talking about, guys. Get your copy in your inbox now and head on over to the link in my show notes. Doing like a burn class in Pilates or something and I start feeling it. It th- That endurance has built so much just from me saying, I love that burn. I love that burn. Like the more I burn, the more my muscles are growing and I'm thinking of how strong I am. It really does work. And again, mm. um, it took a while, but now I love I love the endurance building activities in, in fitness. So yeah. it totally resonate with that. Yeah. It's so cool. And I think, Oh God. Yeah. That was awesome. I, yeah. The biggest thing I think as well is like you said, we have this, we have this mindset and whether it's conditioned, whether it's a belief that we have fitness and health and getting results and whatever is punishment and it's painful and it's hard and it takes forever but that isn't, that isn't the truth. And it couldn't be further from the truth. There's nothing fitness and health can't fix. I believe with a healthy mindset, there's nothing it can't fix. If you're having a shit day, if you've had a fight with your partner, if your kids are driving you crazy, whatever it might be, if you get out for a walk, put a podcast on, listen to music, listen to nothing, whatever it might be, you a hundred percent are coming back a better person than you were when you left. And the same applies to when you prioritize being healthy. You prioritize drinking more water or going to bed earlier and honoring yourself in that way. And sometimes it just comes from a complete place of neglect and we feel like we're stuck in the in the place we are. You're never stuck. Everything is a choice. And no matter how time poor you say you are, if you look at your screen time, I'm sure you've got some time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Always. Always. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that is the first like objection handle point that I make with all of my clients um, at any point, depending on whatever else, whatever they're valuing, but they're just not making time for. I think we could all use a bit of a reflection on that a hundred percent. Yeah. I couldn't agree Mm -hmm. more Riley. I want to shine a bit of a light now on your business journey and I want to, because obviously you have a really um, successful fitness, online fitness program. Yeah. And like I've, oh my gosh, I watch her stories every day. Love the Cornetto evenings, by the way. I'm like, permission to get get mine out of the freezer. So I love that. Um, But tell us a little bit about your journey in your business and what you feel like are really strong or important foundations of building a successful business online at the moment. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I guess just taking it back to the beginning, I started my business at the start of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2019, it would have been, I'm thinking back in, the, it's been a few years now. So start of 2019, I graduated from high school in 2018. So a few months there where I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do, but I graduated qualified and I was in a bit of a place of limbo. My parents really wanted me to go straight into university and they kind of didn't believe that being a qualified PT and online coach was enough. They were like, yeah, but what are you going to do with that? And I was like, I'll show you. (laughs) But I went to uni, I got in for occupational therapy. I did about 18 days and I quit. Um, And during that time, I found that every single day that I was at uni, there'd be like a lecture on or whatever. And I'm sitting there planning my business. I knew that I always wanted to work for myself. It was always a goal for me. I knew it would be my end goal. No matter what I ended up doing, it would be for myself. And that to me overrode being at uni because I thought, and I sat down and I said to my dad, when I decided to quit, I said, dad, I can spend the next four years building my business and invest everything that I would into a hex debt into my business and, and finish that four years with a successful business grown, established and earning good money. Or I can finish the four years off with a hex debt and a degree I'm probably not going to use anyway. And he was like, you know what, Riley, just go for it then. Because <laughs> he knew at that whatever, point I'm Riley. a pretty stubborn person. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Riley. I'm very stubborn. And once I get my mind around something, I'm like, this Amazing. is what's happening. Can I just say, yeah, though, I mean, that, that that is actually such like a testament to you being in true alignment with who you are and being confident, which is what we're going to talk about in a moment as well. But, like, <laughs> honestly, I did four years in uni. I didn't want to be there. Hated every minute of it. Mm. Can I remember what I did in any of the lectures? No. Um, Mm. Can I say truthfully, did I know for sure even what I wanted? No, because I didn't have that confidence in listening to me. And it's not, I'm not even going to say like at all that it was my parents' fault. My parents actually paid for my uni degree, which was pretty beautiful and amazing. Yeah, it's (laughs) incredible. Um, They were just doing as parents what they believed was, and as most parents do, what they believed was going to be what was best for me. And that was to show me that pathway, road to success is go to university, get this degree. Didn't have time to think about it post high school either. And it wasn't their fault. I truly believe that if I had what you had in that moment and like really with clarity knew exactly what I wanted to do, I probably, they probably would have supported me also. Um, I think the issue was that I was too busy living my life for other people 
to really mm. get clarity on what I truly wanted. So I just wanted to highlight how that, how amazing that is. And that if you are in that place in your life at the moment where you feel unsure, you're probably just spending a little bit too much time, um, thinking about what other people in this world need or want from you rather than what you truly want. Cause you know what you want. You just haven't given yourself the space to ask and discover it. So yeah, continue Riley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely, completely, completely. And I think as well that you have room to pivot in the future. You're not stuck in whatever place you decide to be. And I started out face-to-face PT. I had a little studio at the back of my parents' house. I still have it. I love it. (laughs) It's a really nice space. And obviously like they gave me the space. I set it up myself. I pay rent to them. So it was kind of a way for me to bring my vision to life without renting out of a gym or something like that as well. So I was super fortunate, but I definitely paved my way and they didn't help me in any way set that up. So they were like, right, if you're doing this, you're doing this. We'll support you, but this is, yeah, this is your thing. And I was like, right. I think at the time I got back from Europe, I had $300, I'm going to say to my name. So I was like, right, Facebook marketplace equipment. (laughs) And I got what I needed, got set up. And I started my Instagram at the start of 2019 as well. So I was sort of like, okay, I'll start my Instagram and let's grow. And of course there was, I was nervous, you know, I I straight out of school, there's still judgment. Like, who's this Riley fit on Instagram? Like, who does she think she is? And I was like, you know what? I know where I'm going to be one day. So can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) I was kind of just like, fuck everyone. I'm doing what I need to do. Like this is, this is for me and this is for my future. And I think I get questions a lot from girls being like, how, how do you not care? And how do you start? And how do you talk on your stories and, and show up? And you genuinely have to think about the future and what you want out of your business and out of your life. And if I let all those people affect me for two years, I would still be sitting at uni thinking, Hmm, I wish I started. And I'd be two years behind where I'm at currently. And, you know, from there it's kind of grown. And over time I moved online, which was at the end of 2019, which was quite lucky with COVID and everything happening at the start of 2020. So that's when I made the move online more so than I was doing the face-to-face PT. I focused a lot more on that. And then around now I'm making the move fully online, which is crazy to think. So I'm officially two years into business, loving it. And yeah, it's, it's been an awesome journey, but I think for anyone starting out, honestly, trust your intuition, trust what you believe you can do. And there will always be people in your life that tell you, no, it's risky. You're not going to earn any money. I got told multiple times there is, there's no room in, in the fitness space. It's saturated. You'll never make money. You'll never get clients. I'm booked out every single time I open a, you know, an intake, like I, and it's just, and that's not to be cocky. It's just, there is space. And, and as long as you're working hard and you believe in yourself and you, you know, invest in yourself as well. Like this was a massive year for me. I invested 10 grand in coaching and, and different things that I wanted to work towards, but that's how you grow. And that's how you get better. And just don't be scared to grow. Don't be scared to trust yourself. And whatever it is you're doing, just make sure that you're passionate about it and that will shine through long term. Yeah, I love that. And I think what we don't often realise is that when people are putting their true sense in about what will or won't be successful um, when we're Mm. sharing our ideas, it is because they're very much projecting their own um, fears onto you because anything, and this is more going into like mindset, 
you and your ego is always there to keep you safe. And when someone threatens the model, your model of the world or your version of the way that life is meant to be, it feels really uncomfortable and triggering. And it's not always coming from a bad place when people, you know, there is that outright, you're not going to amount to anything at all, but often it's subtle. Often it's, you know, your parents who are just maybe not like praising you for your success because they just are worried that, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not sure if this is going to be forever. What is this thing that she's doing? Mm. Sometimes it's your friends who aren't listening to your podcast and it is because they feel triggered and that they are not living a life in alignment with what they truly want to be doing and who are you to do it? It's not always coming from um, a consciously bad place. So you have to be aware of where that stems from. And if you can have that conscious awareness that that is what is happening, then you can get your power back a little bit and really, really trust yourself. I always say, especially to women somewhere along the way, we forgot to trust ourselves. And I see this in the coaching industry too. It's like, what should I do? And I've done this before. You know, we always look to somebody else for validation, for answers, for advice, but we can give our own advice. Like, obviously you don't know what you don't know. Expand, grow your knowledge. Yes. But also tune in because your emotions and your gut feelings for those who don't really understand what intuition is, because along for a long time, I didn't. When people talk about intuition, like, what is that? <laughs> what is an intuition? <laughs> I'm like, all I all I know is that I want to vomit in a bucket when I want to go to work. <laughs> is that it? Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I love that so much. And the other thing that I really love that you said that I want to highlight as well is that when your friends were saying, like, how do you get this? And we'll talk about confidence, but like confidence to show up and keep going. Or how do you just hold that faith? Is you weren't basing it on what was in front of you. You just had the faith. Uh, you were holding the faith for your higher vision. Like you've had a, a goal. It's not based on what you had today. Things don't happen overnight, mm-hmm. but you held that belief that it was coming to you. And you. And I, I'm guessing that there was a lot of visualization and practicing around what that's going to look like for you and focusing on that future um, mm-hmm. that needed to happen for you to, for you to do that. Yeah. You know, I think you almost have to adopt that, adopt that. What am I trying to say? Adopt the mindset of it's a sure thing. Whatever I I picture for myself is a sure thing. It could take me 10 years. It could take me five. It could take me two, but it's a sure thing. And I always kind of fell back on picturing my life and picturing my day-to-day life and what I want a day to look like. Like, what does my morning look like? Where do I wake up? Who do I wake up next to? What do I eat for breakfast? What does my, what does my, you know, day look like? Who do I talk to? What is my business look like? What's my afternoons look like? And when you picture that entire thing and you know exactly how your dream life looks, one day it kind of just becomes that. And I say that, with the intent that you're obviously putting in steps day to day to get to that goal. I've worked for two years to get to where I am right now. And I feel like I'm finally stepping into a place where I'm like, wow, this is what I've been thinking about all this time. And this is what I've wanted. And it's the most surreal feeling to reflect on because you get to these points and you still have goals for yourself. So it's easy to always be looking forward and never reflect on how far you've come. So even if you are someone sitting here right now, listening and you're, you haven't started your business yet, but if you reflect on the past six months, you're like, wow, six months ago, I wouldn't even be listening to this podcast thinking about it. And here I am today. And 
once upon a time you were sitting there listening to a podcast. So was I. And I can't believe that now I'm on the other end getting interviewed and I'm the one with the business that's, you know, I've been doing for two years and I've got my own brand and I'm earning money and I've been self-employed for two years now, which is crazy. And I, I think one of my biggest achievements was being self-employed at 18. But when I think back on it, I've always had the mindset of I will be successful. There is no doubt in my mind that I will be successful. I will get my ideal clients and I'm going to make this happen for myself whatever way possible for me. And it's always come down to just picturing my life as I want it to be and knowing that I want my partner to be able to have days off to come and watch our kids play sport one day or whatever it might be. But I know that that's what I want myself. And I think that's almost the driving force behind my entire business if I think of it like that. Yeah. It's that, you know, what you want for yourself, that's one, but then you, that you're also worthy of getting it. Like you've just decided in yourself that I love myself enough to know that just because I want it, I'm worthy Mm. of that. And that's why the worthiness piece is so important with anything, any decision that you make in life is like, get that right. Fix that wound. If you have it, um, and that trauma, if you are feeling not enough in any way, because if you walk into business with it, into fitness with it, into anything that you want to achieve in life, into relationships with it, oh my God, it's going to be your biggest block to achieve what it is that you want and want to get out of like what you're entering that into. Um, so, and I love, I love, love, love how you said it's a sure thing for me. What that does is it means that when you know it's a sure thing, that means your biggest block, which is fear is, oh, oh hear my mic friend then is not, I'm getting so animated with my hands here. <laughs> um, it is not a thing anymore. Like fear is not an issue. Now you have space for the how see people often get caught up in the, well, you know, how, I don't want to visualize this dream life uh, or a goal because I don't know how I'm going to get there. Like I don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you don't have the answers and you don't have the how is because you haven't created space for it because there's too much fear. We can only process so much and energetically we can only um, deal with so much. So if you can become sure whether you fake it (laughs) or whether you just practice embodying it, or you decide it, then the fear is not a problem and an issue anymore. It's not an obstacle. It's not a block. And this will allow you to find more opportunities. The how will come. And then you look back, like you said, and go, what? This is what I achieved in six months. Like, and it's little steps. I think that's the other thing. Like, even like what you said with fitness, it's the same thing in life. It's the little steps that you take, the little leaps, not always the big leaps that are going to get you the big results. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Just holding yourself to a higher account as well. You know, you deserve more out of yourself than you give yourself credit for. And you always have more, more in you. And I, I sometimes feel funny saying that I do think I'm going to be successful and I do think I'm going to make a business work for me, but it's that mentality of almost just faking it till you make it 100%. I don't always feel that way, but if I just tell myself, of course, I'm going to be successful. Like I don't picture my life any other way. That belief will happen and that will come to fruition. However, I show up in my day-to-day life. And it is just adopting the mentality that you deserve to be held to a higher account and that you will make it because you deserve to be successful and you have the ability to make whatever you do and put your heart and you know soul into because you're enough. And no matter what anyone around you says, 
whatever you put your mind to, you will do. It's just adopting that mentality. Yeah. So good. Um, we were talking about, you just spoke about faking it till you made it. I want to just ask you, because I know there are women listening in one of the biggest, um, ways social media is changing right now is a lot of it is we're required to do a lot more video to connect with our audience. Personally, I love video, but also personally, I don't always feel, um, confident to show up. Some days I'm like, fully okay with it, fully confident, ready to share a message. And sometimes I'm feeling a little bit off. You yourself have a podcast, a YouTube channel, you show up in your stories and on social media consistently, that is how you grow your community. And that's what helps you make your business so successful. When um, you have experienced those moments of lacking confidence before you do any of those things, what gets you through? Like what allows you to just find that confidence out of nowhere and still like implement and still take action. Yeah. I think it's knowing that there is somebody on the other side of that screen that needs to hear what you have to say. Yes. And it can be daunting. I think sometimes when you have an Instagram following of 300 people, 400 people, whatever it might be, you know that you're showing up for 400 people and don't think because your following might not be quote unquote big, that's still a scary thing to do to show up to a hundred people. You know, you put a hundred people in a room and you get up on a mic. <laughs> That's a scary thing to do. But the great thing is we don't have to do that. You can just talk to your phone and you're connecting with all of these people in a way that you don't even know how that's getting through or how much that's affected their day. You know, you can make somebody's day with what you have to say and value that you know what you have to say is of a high value and is really beneficial to your audience because that is why you started that business in the first place. Sometimes I'll pick up my camera and I'm like, oh, I don't look good. I don't, you know, I'm not feeling good today. I don't want to show up, but I'll go through, read some comments from previous videos, you know, posts, whatever it might be and realize, wow, people watch me and feel inspired by me or I help them, you know, implement new routines or feel good about their health and fitness or make them feel like they're normal when I have my Cornetto every night or whatever it might be. And what I have to say is important. And even when you were talking just then about you showing up on your stories and how you can sometimes feel nervous and whatnot, I was thinking back to the other day when I was watching your stories and I don't know if prior to that you were feeling horrible about showing up on your stories and you just didn't want to do it. And you may have filmed the same story set five times over. I have no idea, but I watched that, listened to them and I'm like, great, loved everything you just said. And I move on to the next story. No one on the other end cares as much as you do. That's the other Mm -hmm. thing. And realize that people just want to see you. Yeah. So what feels like a big deal to you? No one's going to sit there, watch your back five times, look at what angle your face was on. What did she say? Nitpick you for word for word. That's no one will do that. So realize that it is a safe place. You're allowed to show up and you only have to share what you feel comfortable sharing as well. And don't feel like you ever need to say more than you feel comfortable saying. Yeah, really, really great advice. And on the topic of time, when we were talking before about, you know, um, if you feel like you don't have enough time to achieve something you want in life, just, you know, check it on your social media scroll. Also check in on how long it takes you to post the bloody story because I used to, the reason why I struggle to show up consistently is like, oh no, that's horrible. No, that I can't do that. Let's say that again. So then again, just bloody post it. Yeah. Like, just post it. Yeah. Stop giving it. it thought. Yes. And if you could yeah. just add and- 
drop into your heart for a minute. Like just speak as if you're speaking to a friend. Um, Mm. You're going to build such a more authentic and stronger relationship than you overthinking every second word that you're saying. Um, Yeah, Yeah. sorry, you were going to say something on that. No, I was going to say two things. I tap out completely if I feel like it's scripted. I'm like, oh, my God, get her off my screen because I just feel like it's not authentic. And don't get me wrong, I can show up sometimes. I'm like, hey, girls, happy Tuesday. And I'm like, wait, you don't even talk like that. Go again because (laughs) that's not how you even sound. And it's easy to feel like that when you show up because it is your business and you feel like you almost need to put that facade on. But you are the face of your business and people like you for you. I'm very upfront. I'm very to the point. I am fairly stubborn and I am very no bullshit. And if people don't like that, they need to see that before signing up with me. But there will be so many girls out there that love the way you show up, connect with you, align with you. And the last thing you want to do is have all these inquiries about your coaching or whatever it is that you offer. You jump on a call with that person and they're like, well, who's this? Because this is never the person that I've seen online. So you have to be who you are on on your socials because at the end of the day you're talking to your ideal client and they need to align and connect with you and you will never get your ideal client for as long as you're faking it on your socials 100 percent. and i think it, it's so important to to do this work on accepting yourself fully i definitely had to do a bit of a like take stock of that in my life where i had resistance around showing up for example on facebook uh because and i still don't well, you know, I don't love Facebook. That's not my jam, but <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> purposes, you know, I need to sometimes, but I, um, I didn't for a long time, not because I couldn't at that point, but because my high school friends were on there. My mom's friends were on there and it's like, but why am I worried to show up as me in front of them and who, what mask am I wearing for them? And you can start asking yourself that in all areas of your life. Then Am I the same person I am on a podcast as I am on my platform, as I am with my partner, as I am with my friends? And if you're not, where are you? Where is the real you? Where does the mask need to come off? And if that is so scary for you, that is the work you need to do first is accept, practice accepting yourself fully because you're 100% right. People are not going to like you. The more people that like you, there's going to be people that don't like you. But if you like you enough, then that's okay. Like you'll be right with that. If you don't like you and other people don't like you, then you're on hot waters. That is setting yourself up for um, not a good place to be in your mindset and in your business. And it's going to take a toll on your relationship with yourself and with Mm. your business as well. But such yeah, great advice. Oh, Riley, I've loved talking to you so, so much. I know that um, the women listening in are going to want to find out where they can find you on socials, find out about how they can work with you some more. So tell us about where you hang out and we'll make sure we add all of the links into our show notes as well. Beautiful. So I on Instagram, I'm just Riley Fit PT. On YouTube, I am Riley Fit. <laughs> And I have a podcast called Drink More Water with my friend. And we've only just started that. So make sure you head over and have a listen. (laughs) I have had a listen to the first few episodes and it's such a good time. I feel like I'm just um just you know having a cornetto um next to you guys with a friend yeah (laughs) yeah having a cornetto with a friend or whatever you feel like having yeah so definitely listen to that love 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 oh my gosh thank you so much this was so so much fun and i will catch you guys in the next episode bye hey 
Hey, business bestie. Thank you so much for choosing to tune into the Her Soulful Success podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all of the links, including my private Facebook group community, Passion to Profit, where I share even more free content, freebies, and live events for the ambitious business babe. If you loved what you heard today, you're going to love what I have in store for you. Everything from creating beautiful brandy, money, mindset, and wealth, nutrition for optimal energy and mood, to energy healing and anxiety management. I got you. I am covering like all of the things to support you on your journey to soulful success. So that you don't miss out on future episodes, don't forget to click subscribe and share the podcast with your tribe. If you share it on your socials, don't forget to tag me so that I can say hi and thank you personally. 